This podcast contains explicit content. What did it do? What it is, soul brother? What's going on, eh? This podcast is hardly focused. What's going on, man? About it. Dissecting the news, one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Oh, this is so goddamn weird. Uh, welcome to Hardly Focused. Uh, for the first time in over two years, for the first time since March 2020, we literally have a studio full of humans. Bring me everyone. What do you mean everyone? Everyone! Uh, Chris Froment. Hey. Adam Clegg. Hey, hi. How are you? Uh, Adam, our voice guy. That's me. Yeah, the voice you heard at the beginning of the uh, episode and that production piece there was Adam and uh, Fro here in person. And, I do exist. And it's uh, going to take a little bit for me to get used to this because I have quite literally not done a podcast with multiple humans in the same room together since before the pandemic. Literally the last time I did a podcast with more than one other in like, like human co-host, like in-person co-host was the week after the state shut down and we were all joking with each other that we were literally breaking the law to be together to do what we thought was going to be the last episode of the show for a very long time. Little did you know that, you know, a lot of people would be doing that very same thing shortly after. So I don't think it was really breaking the law. True, yeah. I mean, we weren't like, who's that guy that's in charge of the UK uh, that just resigned, Boris Yeltsin? He kind of <laughs> looks like Trump, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like literally look like doppelgangers. Is it Johnson, <laughs> Boris Johnson? Something like that. He's, he's, he's Trump. Well, he's resigning because he was having like COVID parties. Like, because <laughs> like the, you know, the UK was supposed to be locked down and he was out there having parties. It, telling everyone, no, we're... we're uh, Lockdown or shelter in place for the foreseeable future, and then he's just going out partying like a motherfucker. Bunch of wankers. I mean, I'm not sure if I was like president or prime minister or whatever, I'd probably be having some pretty rocking parties. Like, it's, I don't know if I'd be able to help myself. Like, the the you, rules don't apply when you're in charge, right? I mean, we yeah. learned that right recently. Do you think Biden just throws bangers? <laughs> I think he's a little too old to throw bangers, but. I don't know. If he did, he would not remember it. <laughs> I would just like, you know, have you guys ever seen uh, The Great Gatsby? Uh, like the Leonardo DiCaprio one? Yeah. I've read the book a bunch of times. So, yeah, he like has all these rippers and like that's exactly what I would do in the White House. Like it kind of looks like the White House in the movie. Plenty of place for parties in the White House. Right? There's got to be. There's oh, yeah. got to be. Lavish parties. Yeah. yeah. Like that Art Deco style. Like you throw, yeah, all the parties now to Biden, it's, you know, uh, all the same, but all the parties are like 1920s themed <laughs> flapper girls everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like a good time to me. I don't know. <laughs> Biden thinks that all the younger people are servants. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. President, we call them staffers. <laughs> 
Those are assistants, secretaries, staffers. <laughs> I'd go to a Biden ripper. <laughs> I'd do it. Rager. Uh, Fro. Yeah. How have you been? I've been all right. I'm alive. I'm here. I think I'm still I've, on Earth. Now, I've seen you. Now, the, the, the minimal human contact I've had since March of 2020, I think I've seen you the most outside of family. Fair enough. Uh, and I noticed your... Now, I knew you had it, but that uh, absolute beast of a motor vehicle that you now have... Oh, yeah, the old Cherokee. The old Grand Cherokee. I love it. How is it? It's awesome. It's good? It's smooth. It's got the air ride suspension. goes up and down so I can make myself look like I got a bigger dick. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that thing like kind of kind of like rare, too? Like it's not like super common Like in terms of like... Have you ever seen another I've one seen of one, like the exact same kind? Actually, I've only seen one. Yeah. And it was I, just in passing on the road. And I actually did look. I was like, whoa, same color, same Trailhawk style. Like, dang. All right. Like, cool. Yeah, our our mutual friend in Jordan Matson. I don't know if you know him, Jack. He like gave me oh, the yeah. rundown on uh, on Chris's truck. He's like, that thing is awesome. I was like, really? It just kind of looks like a truck to me. He was like, no, it's like serious. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Jordan uh, was on a very, very, very early episode of this show in like 2009. He was yeah, was right. he? Yeah, at one point. Remember the cinnamon challenge? <laughs> yes, we had oh, him. Dude. Yeah, we had him. Do I it. vomited. I did not hold that down. Mom's he, spaghetti he, everywhere. He was one of two people that uh, Jordan, one of two people, unsurprisingly, that was able to do it and not like choke or anything. I, I mean, he seemed to know how to do it too. The other person who, unsurprisingly, did fine with it was Weston. Remember him? Oh, holy shit! Yeah. Oh, can we swear on this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit, Weston. Weston was if, is it, and all. to give you yeah Weston always wore a, like a like a denim vest with like pins in it potentially the only piece of clothing he owned yeah had a mohawk and he looked like the kind of person who just habitually just chewed glass <laughs> and he like did the cinnamon challenge it was fine it was like a normal Tuesday for him him and Jordan so if, if I remember correctly that dude did not smell great no oh my gosh no he, he never smelled pleasant like when you know when you're like at a show and you just like smell that that smell that's what that's what he smelled like <laughs> that, that smelly smell that smells smelly just yeah that you know someone with some terrible bo i distinctly remember him putting the old razor blades in like the old produce that was then like fed to pigs <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no, he was an animal. That kid was what a psychopath. <laughs> well, you know, like kids that will you know set ants on fire with a magnifying glass in the sun on the sidewalk. Like Weston was the kind of person to do that at the age of twenty eight. <laughs> I I I think it was him. I, I vaguely recall him telling telling me one time. I was like, "Hey, man," because he would wear his mohawk. Like you know, that thing was like a foot long. Yep. It was really long and really awesome. It was triumphant. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember I was like, hey, man, like, what do you use? Like, what kind of like L.A. looks like hair gel do you use? And he was like, oh, man, I use egg whites. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? He was like, yeah, you know, egg whites. It's like, oh, that's so that was the day I learned that egg whites can be used as like an adhesive of sorts. I'm sorry, Fred. That just sounds like something you would say. <laughs> Dude, that's today I learned right there. Yeah, I, now I know right? egg whites work like that too. Cause. <laughs> so if ever you need, uh, you know, if you're in a bind yeah. and, and you, and you need uh, some, some makeshift adhesive, 
I imagine some egg whites, maybe mix in a little flour or something. That seems like, like, hold on, that seems like a lot of work compared to just going out and buying like a tub of hair gel and applying it. Like you got to wake up in the morning, cook egg whites to apply to your No, 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 you don't cook it. You don't cook it. You don't cook it. It, it, You just remove the yolk. And I imagine he did something horrible with that based on what Chris said. (laughs) He was probably just hucking those out the window. (laughs) Hucking the the, old women. (laughs) The yolks, yeah, at... At children passer passerbys but uh yeah animals apparently it's just raw egg whites and you just throw that in your hair and i don't know if, if you have to wait for it to set or if you have to blow dry it or what but uh jesus i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was weston you know i i've kind of smoked myself retarded so i i don't remember if it was him specifically but i think it was i don't I think know anybody him. else that would have i mean there was only so many people that had huge mohawks i remember when because he went to our high school I don't remember if he grad. I don't think he graduated with us. There's no way. There's no way. Well, I mean, if he graduated, period. I hope he doesn't. He's not listening because he's going to murder us, murder us all if if he does. Ah, uh, like listener, he's like, dude, what? The f- <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to you guys every day since 2009, <laughs> since I was on your show. And then Adam came on, and now I want to murder you all. I listened specifically because Adam was there. <laughs> uh, so uh, he comes into school for the first time, and. You know, like you see it on like shows and movies when like something happens and you just sort of hear like the glasses all of a sudden clink together as they drop to the table and every when everything the sound of things coming to a grinding halt that literally happened when he walked in because in walks this like what you see a character of a 1980s early 1980s punk rocker. Yeah, except it's 2007 and here he is like what is going on because that Mohawk. The Mohawk was the first thing that you noticed. He was dressing for the job he wanted. I don't know what job he wanted, but he was dressing for success. Yeah. (laughs) Lawyer. (laughs) So anyway, I hope he's doing well. I didn't have an issue. I always liked him. I used to give him rides to work. No, we got along. Don't hate me, Weston. I love you. Yeah. No, I know. Every time I'd see him walking down the street, I'd always pull over and be like, yo, you need a ride? And I'd always give him one because he he would walk everywhere. He was nomadic. That's how you know you're properly unique, though, like. Years later, and we're still thinking about this mofo. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Jeep you told me about the Jeep and everything it has in it, it sounds like it's going well. Oh, yeah, uh, you got it from seats, leather. No, you got it from Carvana, right? Yeah, yeah, which is uh kind of weird but kind of cool at the same time. Carvana, give me free stuff. Uh, well, you're the only person I know that's used Carvana, yeah. I mean, so I was I'm, now browsing. I'm curious about how the, the process works and, yep. and it just like how uh satisfied you are with it uh it was actually pretty cool so i had and i had a, a unique buying experience because i had to call their support line like five different times and it wasn't because of them it was actually because of my insurance company at the time for my existing car uh they had never done a carvana like insurance thing before and i guess the whole like seven day free trial you get like you know if you don't like your uh the purchase after seven days you can uh give it back and they'll bring your old car back which the whole delivery process really cool by the way um and the old insurance company was like no we can't insure that like in the state of massachusetts like you have to have the bill of sale like like signed over to you it has to be your car before we can insure it and they're like just giving me crap so i call up carvana carvana's like yeah let's just do a three-way you know we insure people in massachusetts all the time like it's never been a problem like we're insured in all 50 states and uh, I was like, all right, sure. Maybe you can tell my insurance company because, dude, I don't know the lingo, right? So this lady, uh, we do a three-way call. I call my insurance company. The lady picks up. The lady's like, oh, you again? 
right? I was like, oh, that's that's cool. This motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm on a three-way call. Like, can you talk to Carvana and tell them why, apparently, you won't insure this vehicle? Like, I just wanted to be cool. Like, I've had this insurance company for, like, literally my whole life, like, since I got my license, right? And they're like, whatever. And they're just going back and forth, dude. Like, the lady's like, well, we're insured in all states. And she's like, that's illegal. You're not allowed to it. And we're going to bring you, like... Like this insurance claim person was just like getting heated over the whole thing, and no you got resolution. Car insurance, came Karen, huh? Yeah, car insurance, Karen. Literally, <laughs> nice. So the whole thing goes nowhere, and like the Carvana lady is like apologizing to me, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry for making you have to deal with that. Like she was like yelling at you. That's messed up, right? And um, I want to speak to your manager. Yeah, and like the time limits like going up because I needed to get insured before they drop it off, right? So I'm like, man, I only got like a day left. This sucks. So I call up Geico and within in 15 minutes, I saved 15% of my car insurance. <laughs> and that's not even a lie. Yeah. That's like legit. It was cheaper. And like the guy was like, hey, I was like, are you cool with uh, doing Carvana in Massachusetts? He's like, yeah, what's the problem with that? He's like, so let's get you on here. And like, boom, within like 15 minutes, literally, I was done. Nice. And like I had, the next day, they delivered my car. Uh and they brought the guy. So I got my old car was a stick shift and the guy did not know how to drive a stick shift. So oh, for Jesus. about an hour after I had my car, like I did my whole test drive and I was loving it. I brought it back, you know, I'm playing around with all the features and this guy's still just like <laughs> revving the shit out of it as he tries to pull it onto the flatbed. And he's just like, dude, he's toasting the clutch, <laughs> toasting it. <laughs> and I'm just like, you want some help, bro? He's like, no, no, I got it. Don't you worry. I was like, all right, dude, like it's just, it's been 45 minutes and you're still trying to pull it on the thing. Like I brought it for a long test drive. God, how was the smell? It, you could smell. That's how I knew the clutch was burning. I was like, dude, this guy's still here. He's still trying to pull this thing up. Christ. Eventually he gets it on there like wicked crooked, probably not road safe, but he brought it away anyway. And I was like, that's fine. Oh my God. As long as my, as long as my new car is here and it's cool. And that was on him. That was all him. But other yeah. than that, yeah, no, good process. Uh, nice. I guess I'd recommend it, and I'm not trying okay. to chill unless uh, Carvana's going to pay well, me, but I'm I mean, to chill. Now, I'm awful at negotiating uh, anything when it comes to, like, money, like, bartering, any of that. So, like, if you we have services like this, like Carvana and uh, the other, you know, their competitors that you see advertised, yeah. then, uh, shit, I'll give that a shot. Uh, I, I feel like CarMax is similar. I've heard now because Kate works in insurance. Kate and Mike both work in insurance. Okay. And I've heard horror stories about CarMax when it comes to um, their financing oh, process. Okay. So like I, I know plenty of people who use CarMax and like have nothing but good things to say about it. But I, the, the the joys of being close with two people who are on the insurance side of things. I, I hear things, you know, about how all these different companies operate. When it comes to that stuff, like who the best rental, you know, company is to use, it'll give you like the least amount of hassle, which by the way, enterprise. Nice. Hertz Makes isn't that. Yeah. We're just dropping so many names right <laughs> now. I love it. Sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> or or sue us. Do do whatever you want. CarMax only offered me five grand for my old car. Carvana got six thousand three hundred. So that's why I went with them. Okay. That's wow. not bad. In addition to finding the, the vehicle I was looking for. I wanted something that could actually like go up like unpaved main roads and not get stuck right because you hike a lot and you, you, you always go up north so uh is that stickers on automatic hmm? oh it's an automatic okay but it's got like the fake manual in it right yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Can, i got like it's like two metal flapper things flipper I, things i got those not, dude i accidentally <laughs> hit those all the time and it sucks because i'm be like driving all of a sudden it's like i'm like what the fuck oh manual mode <laughs> yeah i got those in my uh now let's oh okay so i got those in my uh subaru Same. But, but because you have a jeep 
I'm surprised it's not uh, actually part of the shift because I had a dodge. It is also part of the shift. Oh, I got okay. two different ways of engaging the same system, I guess. So when I, I actually had a, do too. Yeah. When I had a dodge, it was part of the, the actual shifter, and mm-hmm. uh, I preferred that. I don't like having the paddles. People like the paddles. I don't like the paddles. I don't like the paddles. Like I said, the only times I've ever engaged it, I've accidentally been like turning and just hit the stupid manual mode on the steering wheel. I'm like, oh, come on. Because yeah. you're in first. Okay, you're in, fir- you're in a light. You're in first gear. And then you go to turn it. While you're turning the wheel, then you got to put it in the second. Because mm-hmm. if, if you go above five, then the thing is going to start. The, the engine sounds like it's going to explode. Right. But then it's trying to hit the paddle shifter while you're turning the wheel. Exactly. It's such a yeah, ass backwards wow. design. You know, I've I've never really considered that. The other thing is like, aren't paddles for like racing cars, like where you don't really have to turn the wheel that much? Yeah. And they're yeah. so responsive that like you don't really need to do that. Well, I don't understand why they put them in like you know regular ass Subaru. Sure. Right. Like, I'm not racing my Jeep anywhere. I mean, it it's got some kick to it, but I mean, I'm not gonna like try to like rip out of anywhere anytime soon right yeah. and a super impressive for people that like to say they have a racing car when they don't actually have a racing car oh. so <laughs> hey i own one i'm just saying <laughs> i'm making fun of myself here so okay well i'm glad you uh, are enjoying it uh, yeah, by cool. the way the 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 elevators have you seen you see those in commercials right with it's like the the multi-level things with the cars in them that are all glass oh, yes those yep. are real those are not uh, for show uh they showed me where the nearest i forgot what it was it's in it's in new jersey I jersey think. that makes sense uh i was driving down uh i-5 in california and drove by one and i was on the phone with my boss at the time and i got all excited because she wouldn't let she wouldn't let me live it down afterwards my childlike excitement <laughs> driving by a carvana like vending machine i'm like it's real one of these fucking things exists. This is Allegedly, awesome. <laughs> they give you this like big token when you get your car that if you do get it from the vending machine, like you put the big token in like this big coin slot and then it dispenses your car. It's a coin slot. <laughs> it's literally um, like this big coin slot. They give you a coin. So uh, are you familiar with gotcha machines? If you're no. not, you've seen them. If you've been into a GameStop in the last like 10 years, they're like the <laughs> so in the GameStop, they're like the white vending machine looking things have the the capsules inside and they have like little toys oh yes and you have to get a token from uh from the counter so imagine if the carvana vending machine was like a gotcha machine because the whole point of it's like you're gonna get some something random out of it so they give you the token then you go up to the carvana vending machine and they're like okay turn the crank and you get whatever car comes out (laughs) you're the proud owner of a Prius, (laughs) Prius, <laughs> and, then, and then you're forced. You're forced to purchase it at that point. Like you don't realize that you agreed to a, a contract simply by stepping on their property. Comes out of the machine in a large plastic egg. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, okay, well, how do I get it out of this? <laughs> Pop it open somehow. <laughs> nice, cool. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad uh, you had a good experience with that. Yeah, I mean, oh, I do. They did give me a little coupon booklet, so y'all can get like five hundred dollars off, and they'll give me a hundred bucks if you guys do get cars. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah, so, well, I'm not in the market for a car right me now, neither. but I don't think they expire. I got them sitting in the drawer. So hey, I'll let you know. Expire. Let's head to that vending machine. <laughs> I'll let you know because I my car I will I'm planning on running that thing into the ground, and it's I don't drive anymore since COVID. I don't have to. So I'm I'm basically paying hundreds of dollars a month for something that I'm not using. That's rough. It's it's uh it's like Superintendent Chalmers 1979 Honda, uh, Honda Accord gets me from point A to point B and on weekends point C. Rent uh buy an electric bike. Scoot around on that little guy. I should. I should cuz I'll then real- just take the car off the road so you don't have to pay the insurance. What are you going to do in the winter, man? It's four seasons here. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, well, you, mm. hey, those Imprezas, as, as much as I was making fun of them earlier, they're all wheel drive. They don't fuck around on that. Yeah. I mean, once I went Subaru, I don't I don't know if I'll ever go like away from all wheel drive, at least living in New England. Right. Um, anyone anyone I know that's gotten a Subaru living around here, they they like they will not turn back yeah. from it or like all wheel drive period. Like you need that road that's like right over there. That's just nothing but potholes and dirt. Like in the winter, that's a fun road to drive up. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you're putting your all-wheel drive to the test. So, all right, uh, let's uh, regroup. I want to talk to you about uh, who me? Yes, I want to talk to you about music. Let's and, talk about and, music and what you got going on. So uh, we'll do that coming up. Stick around. Have to be a fly in the wall for this conversation. Bob, you're in the room. You are listening to Hardly Focused. This podcast contains explicit content. User at S-K-C-H-G-O. You know what? He sounds exactly like my son trying to spell things. What does this spell? S-K-G-S-K-O. I'm like, it spells Sagisco. It's not a word. You are listening to Hardly Focused. F-G-F-R-F-R-P. Fagurfapurp. It's not a word, buddy. You're putting random letters together. It's not working, okay? Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. It's Sirs, okay? Stop trying to spell a stutter. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jack Gill's Talk Radio Meltdown. Nothing but 2009 uh, production pieces here. All right. Crack it up. Crack it up with some time capsules. We're hardly focused uh, with Chris Froman, Adam Clegg. Hey, hi. Jack Gill. You can get us on hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Just search all those places for Hardly Focused. This is the first time since uh, March 2020 where we've had three human beings in the studio together doing the podcast. Uh, the so this music bed from 2009 is part of a show intro that I made for Talk Radio Meltdown. Got very confused when it started playing. <laughs> this being Allison Chains from their reunion album, and then uh, the, what I played before that was the very first show intro that we had for Talk Radio Meltdown, which Adam was gracious enough in 2009 to lend his voice to. That I just want to say, uh, you know, doing those voiceovers for you is like one of the biggest honors I think I've I've really ever had. I, I remember when you asked me to do it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that sounds like so much fun!" 
and we had a blast doing it. I, I remember, yeah. you know, I, I think I was in here, right? No, that's right. We were somewhere else the first time. In my parents' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. The the second round we did here, though. Correct. Yeah. When we, because we, uh, a few years ago, did a, we took a summer off and rebooted the show, and I decided as part of the reboot, uh, bring Adam back into the fold. Now, it's not that I'm a jerk, but I am a jerk. I was going to say, that's, uh, <laughs> I'd argue that. <laughs> You disappeared off Facebook around 2009, late 2009. It reappeared around 2016. That, it, so <laughs> I think, I think it, I don't think I ever had a Facebook until 2016. So you, how did we, was it MySpace? Your MySpace? Well, we worked together at, uh, obviously went to high school together. Then we worked together at Stop and Shop. And then, um, uh, Facebook it had to have been Facebook. I think like back then I just saw you stop and shop and, you know, knew you had the golden pipes <laughs> and you were a good singer too. Very good singer. Well, thank and we'll you. get into that in a minute. Uh, but uh, so I asked you then. And then when I saw we were on, because uh, I like I might have had your number, uh, but I just part of it was just me not reaching out. Uh, whatever. I wanted to reach out when I saw you were on Facebook. I'm like, hey, let's bring this full circle get you back into it yeah. and i'm happy i'm happy that uh you not only helped out then but then when we launched the show it was hardly focused then you uh came back to assist with that let so. me tell you man if you decided to change the, the name of it again i'd do it again oh yeah. i would do it one more time for you i'll call you up in eight years because nice. it seems like it seems like that's what we do every 10 years is change <laughs> the name of the show okay okay <laughs> yeah every decade i'm good for you know some some voiceovers nice i like it uh, well, I, I sincerely appreciate you helping out with that. No problem. No uh, problem. It's I, my pleasure. I use it regularly. I made a bunch of production pieces. Maybe one will play during this episode where I feature your voice was smart enough to have you just record anything I could think of that would be interchangeable and it works. So, yeah, I mean, we could refresh it every once in a while, you know, if you want. Uh, but so what I thought was cool was you you've co-hosted the show only once before. That is true. I didn't know I was a co-host. I thought I was just a guest, but I like the sound of co-host. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You co-hosted. You were there. I think you 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 were in that episode. Maybe. Sure. It was a, a few years ago. The the room. This room looked a little different. A little bit. I try to I try to gauge eras based on what direction the desk was facing. <laughs> okay. But um, when you so you because you asked about it, I'm like, yeah, why not? Why not have Adam? Close an episode with us and someone who uh I, someone i don't know personally on twitter who w was following the show at the time reached out and said that they were really excited to hear adam co-hosting an episode they thought it was really cool that the guy who does like the imaging voice was doing a whole episode that they got to hear adam say more than just like five words at a time <laughs> that's great that's neat I thought that was really cool. Like that someone was like paying attention enough to catch like, dude, Adam's doing an episode. This is awesome. Like you're right. It is awesome. I'm glad someone gives a shit. This is great. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know. And again, I don't know. It was just some stranger that just found the show and fell in love with it. And I don't know if they still listen, but at least at the time they, they liked it. If you're still out there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're in a band, Adam. I'm in two. Okay. We, don't, we only have to talk about one of them, though, if you want. What, whatever about that that you want to talk about, because uh, like, you have a show coming up. I do. You probably want to talk about the band, unless both bands are playing the same show. N we, we are not. Okay. We are not. Has um, that ever happened? 
once. Okay. I played uh, the uh, the Raven. Are you familiar with the Raven in Worcester? No. It's, uh, what is that? Uh, Park in Chandler. So it's like on the, I guess, the less desirable side oh, okay. of, of Park Ave and, and Chandler. There. Sure. Is, is um, Planned Parenthood on Chandler? I think that's the next street over. Okay. That's, uh, uh, I'm so bad with street names and directions. I, I am too. Um, I couldn't even tell you the names of the streets around my house. Okay. I know the name of the street that my house is on. And that's it. <laughs> uh, but there's like sections of Worcester around there that you don't want to be on after a certain part of the day. Yeah. I mean, time. I maintain that Worcester's a relatively safe city in terms of like the grand scheme of American cities. Like, sure. you know, of course, you know, there's parts of New York City you don't want to be in or like, you know, uh, like Memphis, Tennessee or like places like that where it's like really crazy. But and, and compare it to just 10 years ago. Right. Like how the city was 10 years ago compared to now. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that that one time uh, both my bands uh, played at one show and that's actually where I uh, met my current girlfriend. Um, she was at that show that night and uh, she uh, touched my beard. I, I was just minding my business, okay. hanging out with a friend, and she started touching my beard. And I was, uh, I, I forget exactly what I said to her. Uh, but I, I asked her if she wanted a drink after that. And, you know, the rest is history. We, uh, we talked for a little while and now we're, now we're dating. <laughs> yeah. You either hook up with her or you deck her. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> people react to these sorts of situations in different ways yeah so. i feel like if the roles were reversed and i touched her that way it wouldn't have gone over very well you know uh, yeah i mean it's not 50 50 at that point it's more of like a 75 25 of, yeah. of chances of of outcome there but i mean like what do you do attractive woman starts touching you on like you know uh unsolicited i guess right man please i'm gay (laughs) (laughs) that's like your icebreaker that's the first thing you say hi so uh yeah i'm gay um but but, you're uh, but then you're not and then you walk away like why did i say that would you like a drink (laughs) why why do i always say this to women yeah (laughs) anyway anyway i'm uh throwing you off here so that was the only time both bands played it was how did that go um, it was a lot of fun. So because of the location of the Raven, um, it's really hard for like parking and big, like, I don't know, I guess a lot of people are not crazy about going there because of the location. So it, you know, it had an okay turnout. I mean, nothing like what, like our emo nights are like. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good time. Um, I would say there was probably like 40 people there nice okay yeah. uh so the show coming up this week which band is performing there um so this this is my my cover band known as chase the past nice um we we basically run the event uh which is called emo night worcester um i think yeah i'm pretty sure i've promoted it on here before i think the last time you were here that yeah. was the last time uh they were doing a show right exactly so um yeah we uh this one's this one's kind of special because um a few years ago we kind of had a little bit of a falling out with the venue uh ralph's and uh i don't want to get into all the reasons why i don't think um, you have to i think it'd probably be good pr if you didn't yeah yeah (laughs) so 
um, you know, we we kind of took our event elsewhere and we kind of shopped it around a little bit. Um, and we had done one at the beer garden um, in Worcester, which is uh, on Franklin Street. Um, pretty cool venue. Um, we actually wanted to continue doing it with them, but um, they kind of changed their model. They don't really want to do like live bands anymore. They're kind of more of like a DJ set kind of thing. And I get it because, I mean, you have to get a bunch of bands. You have to pay, what, 15 people. And whereas like a DJ night, it's one guy. He sets up all his stuff and then, you know, they make as much or more money than you would, you know, when you're when you have a whole whole slew of bands there. So, sure. Um, we did one there. Super successful. Sold the place out. Um, then management changed. Then uh, they said they don't really want to do live bands anymore. Then we went to uh, Electric Haze, which is on Millbury Ave. It's right next to um, uh, uh, the Vernon, Hotel Vernon. Oh, okay. It's like diagonally across from Hotel Vernon. So uh, we've done we've done a couple there, actually. Um, and it was a blast. We actually love it. Um, and it gets packed down there, too. It does. Yeah. Especially um, now with Polar Park down there yeah. with with kelly square actually being like manageable right right navigate so um i don't want to get too ahead of myself but we do have one coming up later in the year at electric case okay um that's unofficial don't tell anybody uh (laughs) don't tell don't tell anybody (laughs) all right uh it's not officially announced but you know the date's booked so sure um anywho so yeah we did a couple there and we were trying to make this one really big um, and we kind of floated some ideas on how we want to make this kind of our biggest and best emo night ever. So um, we said, all right, well, what if we, you know, we, we, we heard about um, Ralph's started doing outdoor shows and with outdoor shows, I was thinking, okay, one of the, one of the issues we had with Ralph's previously was the capacity. They actually lowered capacity after putting in a, um, a pool uh, table. A pool table upstairs so that lowered the capacity by like i don't know 20 people something like that which is you know significant when yeah. you're only making you know whatever 1200 yeah, bucks or whatever it is god that's interesting Just installing a pool table cuts down your capacity by that much yeah yeah so um they that lowered capacity and we we're like all right you know with with all the other things that were going on we were like you know let's move somewhere else but so they started they started doing outdoor shows i thought that was really cool um, and that changes the capacity significantly. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, that was the first, uh, thought in my mind is like, oh wow. Okay. We could have a huge show at Ralph's, uh, and kind of bring it back to where this all started. Um, so, uh, my, my drummer, uh, he, he wasn't crazy about the idea, uh, just given what, you know, what we had kind of dealt with in the past, but I convinced him and, uh, so he, he was on board and we said, all right, how, like, how, what else can we do to make this awesome? And we said, you know what? We haven't done a theme night in forever, like a, a, a tribute set. So um, we kind of went through our catalog of, of songs. I think we have like probably approaching 150 songs now that we've, nice. that we've played before. And uh, we're looking through them and we've done a we've done a Taken Back Sunday night before and we didn't really want to do that again. Um, so we <laughs> said, well, not, you know. Never say never. We'll probably do it again, but we didn't want to do it, you know, kind of back to back in terms of uh, those uh, tribute sets. So 
um, we were kind of halfway there to getting a fallout boy set together. Ooh. So now old fallout boy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really do anything new. Um, we probably won't do anything after, uh, I can't think of the name of the album. The one that has, uh, thanks for the memories on it. Oh, uh, infinity on high. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Infinity on high. So we, we probably won't do anything past that. Um, but not even, uh, so the one after that's voila, I do. And that's one that's got, uh, like, I don't care. And, uh, I think that's how she's the only single that was on there. Yeah. You I skip that one. Um, that's not a bad album. So I personally don't know that album at all. Okay. Not even a little bit. It's a very divisive album. That, okay. That was cause then they split up afterwards, but it's it, like, you know, there's, so you put out a thing like infinity on high. And there's a lot of hype and now fame surrounding you. Yeah. And then you put out an album like Fallout Do. Yep. And now people are pissed off because they want an Infinity on High Part Two, and that's not what it is. Right. Yeah. Right. It's kind of slowly been changing as they kind of right. put out more and, yeah. and more then they and more albums. they split up, they get back together, and then everything they've put out since they reunited has just been uh, absolute shit. I would call it rock, whereas I feel like before they were kind of in that uh, like pop punk emo category yeah um probably more emo than it's pop like punk, too anthemic yeah. and they sample too much crap like they did a like one of their more recent singles was uh tom's diner like they're sampling uh, suzanne vega tom's diner i'm not familiar with da, any of da, that da, 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 oh, oh okay da, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that interesting okay right. um yeah it's anyway it's I, I think they're definitely their formula now is is about making money and i don't blame them at all like oh my, yeah you know you you guys took the deep dive on it make that money they're selling out arenas right um uh all their songs are very anthemic now right so but they, i mean they're at least their sets their live shows they still play like i'd say 75 percent of the set 70 percent of the set maybe is their old stuff oh absolutely uh, I'm not sure that people are going there to hear uh, uh, centuries or oh you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, it's a decent song. Maybe, maybe I might like it more if it was coming from a band that's not Fall Out Boy. Fall um, Out Boy was at their best when their song titles were incredibly long yes. and weren't referenced at all in yeah. the song themselves. I, I know exactly what you mean, and I agree. They have a song for called... Um, I forget what the original title is, but they've literally had to change it. So the song is called uh, Our Lawyers Made Us Change the Name of This Song So We Wouldn't Get Sued. That's yes. Nice. That is true. And then that they is have, true. And then they have another one called uh, I'm Like a Lawyer with the Way I'm Always Trying to Get You Off in parentheses, me and you. <laughs> they've, they've got good ones. They've yeah. got some good uh, good song titles. I want to know what that title was going to be before the lawyer. I, yeah, I, we'll, I, have to, we'll have to Google search I that. Think I, it's Do a like little a, G search. I'm pretty sure it's like, uh, it's like a film quote. And someone got like upset and was like, "Hey, you need to change this or you're in trouble." Anyway, so um, so Fall Out Boy said it almost happened. So no, no, no. Uh, so that's that's the plan. Um, so we were kind of looking through our uh, dis- our discography. I was going to say discography. No, the the songs that we've played previously and that we know. And we were like, "Oh, okay, we have five or six follow-up boy songs we're like halfway there to like a 12 song set um and one of the things i i kind of drilled into the guys heads in terms of you know we're a cover band we need to play songs that people want to hear um so one of the things i would always do is they you know they'd they'd bring up like some deep cut from some random band and i'd say you know that sounds like an awesome song to play but 
are people going to know that song when we play it on stage? So what I started doing was, uh, you know, if they brought up some ridiculous thing like that, I would look it up on Spotify and just send them a screenshot like, hey, man, this thing has a million views. That's not enough or a million listens on Spotify. Yeah. Um, we're looking for something that has seven or ten or in the case of Fall Out Boy, especially some of their older stuff. We're talking about, you know, half a million, yeah. you know, with a band like Fall Out Boy too, the 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 people that will be at those shows, if you pull out a, a, a deep cut there's a good chance they're going to know it. Right. Well, that that's the type of band where you can do that, you know, but, uh, I'm trying to think of a band. Uh, uh, well, let's go with, okay. I'm going to throw one out here, but you guys are probably going to be like scratching your heads. Like what? One of my favorite bands ever, Jim blossoms of the, 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 uh, Oh yeah. This tattoo is a Jim blossoms tattoo. Now here's the thing. This tattoo is uh, considered a deep cut on the album in question. That okay. same album though, has the song. Hey, jealousy, which right. is a song. Everybody knows by Jim Blossoms, even like if you didn't know who the Jim Blossoms were and you heard that song, you'd probably be like, I heard this at Stop and Shop. Yeah, it's funny because (laughs) uh, the rest of the band actually knows that song. Um, Well, there you go. I've I've never played it with them, but they were like a 90s cover band before I joined Mm -hmm. and uh, they know a bunch of songs that one included. And that song is on usually like if you look at like best songs of the 90s. Hey, jealousy is typically not. You can do it. (laughs) I can't do it. Here, I'll mute you. Uh, Yeah, it's usually on there. But like no one people very rarely would know any other song on that album. Right. So So, so that's 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 kind of how it usually goes when they're like, hey, let's play this random song. And I'm like, okay, we have to be very careful about the deep cuts we play. We can only play so many um, because we want people to not leave. Right. It's okay. (laughs) Jack's going to be there. He'll probably know it. Yeah. So (laughs) so um, it's like if I was in a band, I'm like, hey, can we play pieces of the night by Jim Blossom? Like, dude, the only people who know that song are you and your forearm. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I I kind of looked at the the five or six songs that we knew and I was like, OK, this one's a hit. This one's a hit. This So we know a bunch of hits. And I was like, all right, so we're halfway there. Um, let's do Fallout Boy. Let's make this thing awesome, you know. Um, and once we kind of all agreed, like, yep, Fallout Boy works. That's awesome. Um, then we started looking for other bands and we said, OK, like what bands what other bands would kind of be a good fit to, I guess, quote unquote, open for fallout boy. Right. Um, so, uh, immediately my guitarist reached out to, uh, one of his friends in a band called opening night. And they were like, Hey, we, we like have a blink One Eighty Two set like nice. that we've been working on. Uh, we would love to open for you guys. Um, so Hold on, wait, 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 did you say blink One Eighty Two? Wow, was that like a montage of nanas? <laughs> yes, <it> is. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Yes, it is. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I'm so glad that you have that. Um, so, so yeah, they they um, they're working on a, a Blink One Eighty Two set. Um, one of the things I was thinking though is which band is bigger? Uh, it would would Fall Out Boy open for Blink or would Blink open for Fall Out Boy? I'm not actually entirely sure. Fall Out Boy would absolutely open for Blink. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, there's there's no two ways about it, especially since Fall Out Boy it would would immediately cite Blink One Eighty Two as being one of their biggest influences. Yeah. Now that said, did you know? Here's a music trivia for you on um 
Look at from this shitty grin on his face. He's like, <laughs> here he goes. Um, California, that was the first album to Matt Skiba. Uh, Patrick okay. Stump contributed to that album. No way. A couple of lyrics. There's a song called uh, Sober, a very good song on that album. Patrick Stump uh, contributed the lyric, uh, you're a dandelion, I'm a four-leaf clover. Ooh. Yep. So they're, a nice one. they have that partnership. Now, I think they could probably do a co-headlining. That's yeah. and it, it, co-headlining it, Paramore opens for him. Dude, you know, it's really funny you say that because I was bothering a band. They're exclusively a Paramore cover band. Nice. Um, and I got like ghosted by one of the singers. Like I, I'd actually met her at Ralph's one night and she was like yeah i'm in a paramore cover band i was like oh cool i run an emo night worcester maybe we should like link up sometime and uh she um we added each other on instagram and i hit her up um uh so it turns out that she moved to like georgia like two weeks ago so that's probably why she ghosted me but uh you know i wish she could have just said Hey, we can't do it. Sure. <laughs> Your name is like Haley, but she spelled it H-E-Y-L-E-Y. <laughs> no. Um, why am I blanking on her name? I forget her name. But be great if it was Haley. <laughs> I, no, I, uh, uh, I, know, I know her Instagram handle, but I'm not going to give that out. Okay. Uh, um, Par- Paramore, by the way, a new album, Imminent. Really? It's Imm- common. You know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, solo work that uh, Haley Williams did. I, I found it boring. It's different. You can tell. Dude, she has, she's been through a lot. When, when uh, Chad Gilbert from uh, Newfound Glory NFG, yeah. split up with her, dude, that was like, that fucked her up. And she is still, I think, I think that was like permanent damage. Like going through a split. You and I both know this. You, you you get divorced. It sucks. Listen, you just got to be like Taylor Swift and start writing a bunch of songs about, you know, all the exes. <laughs> yeah, monetize that shit. Why not? But she like the solo music and then the previous Paramore album, that's all just in response to like her going through the divorce. Okay. So that's that's what I attribute it to. It really sort of like knocked her down and she's built herself back up. Uh, but I, I think that the Haley Williams of 2009 is no longer. Okay. I don't care. I'm still in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, since that first Paramore album, dude, she is, she is a goddamn celebrity crush. There you go. I'm, I'm a little indifferent, you know, I like, I, I think she's attractive, but I'm not like blown away, you know? Okay. Um, but you know, to each their own, you know, what she likes for left for dead. It's a good game. Hell yeah. That is a good game. We've played that before. Yeah. Actually, I played that at uh, played that at work not too long ago during some downtime. <laughs> at work, at I work. love it. Now, I, I, sorry, I got to be a bit hardly focused here. Um, it's the name of the show, by the way. Have you played Back for Blood? I have not. Well, yes, I played one round of it at my parents' house. What did you think? It was all right. It's not bad. It you can definitely tell it was made by the same general crew that made Left for Dead. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it has the vibes. Uh, you know, I can't say anything bad about it. It was actually all right. It okay. was all right. I like Left 4 Dead because it's like something you can pick up and put down in like, I don't know, 20 minutes. You know, you run a campaign or a couple of little survival things. You're done with it. Done. You know, whereas this one's a little bit, I don't know, it's not slower paced. It's just different. You're right. In a good way. In a good way, though. It's now I have I've only played the first campaign. I have the game. 
and I did a lot of play testing on it uh, at a at a former job where I used to work, whose name I will not give out. Uh, but Uh-oh. Bethesda, <laughs> he worked at Bethesda. Well, let me tell you about that Starfield. Uh, he hates Mondays. <laughs> uh, so uh, back from I've only played the first level. I've never played. I have the game. Never played any of the rest of it. What I can tell is that they want it to be Left for Dead, but they can't legally do anything from Left for Dead in it. So it's. I feel like that's what's marring it. Is like there's all these things, but it's like you can tell they have to change mechanics. They have to change names, and uh, it, it it's like I don't know. It's like if Coke had to start producing Pepsi. You know, like because they couldn't do or like Coke had to start producing something else because they couldn't do Coke anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a legal team like over their shoulder going, no, 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 that mechanic's a little too similar. Right. So that's how I feel. uh, It brings it down. So it 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 got mixed reviews, right? It it, like it did. okay, but it's it's going to forever live in the shadow of Left 4 Dead. Right. Yeah. So but it made a lot of money and um, it's been getting free updates. So there's that. Yeah, I didn't. I did not purchase that one. I have not played it. Yeah, I haven't purchased it. Like I said, I played it at a uh, little brother had it. So okay, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll get into it, but I'm just like I'd sooner play Left 4 Dead. I'd sooner mod Left 4 Dead. I'd sooner have uh, Beavis as the jockey chasing me around, <laughs> or or the Gabe Newell boomer exploding on me. That's um, great. So when when I did play it recently, I had forgotten that I did have a couple mods on there, and one of them uh, <laughs> when the uh, not the tank when the charger comes at you it's a john cena quote (laughs) (laughs) so all you hear that this is john cena and then you see someone go down (laughs) so the gabe newell boomer is my favorite because someone just took a uh like a recording of gabe newell giving a speech and they cut up like the different parts of it like at one point he's like giving out his email address and they cut it up so that's what the boomer like those are the boomers voice lines so you turn a corner and then there's the boomer getting ready to explode on you and he just goes gay ben and just explodes <laughs> and it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing and then you'll just like you know be running around uh and nothing's happening and then you can hear the boomer coming for you but instead of just hearing the the stock gurgling sounds it's making you just hear things like my favorite class is the spy <laughs> <laughs> half-life two episode three gay ben and then he explodes. <laughs> Gets you covered in goo. It definitely takes away from the immersion, though. I feel like oh, it's hilarious. You know, instead no, of it, being it makes, scared, you're like ah. Makes it even better when the the Beavis jockey, like when you're shooting him, he just goes ah fart knocker. <laughs> oh, that's the other mod I had. The pipe bomb. When you throw it, you always hear in the distance my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I uh the the boomer bile bomb. Uh, I replace it with Pokeballs. <laughs> and then the levels. Yeah. And then the levels are great. The modded levels are great, too. I don't know what the modding community is like for Back for Blood, but I'm sure it pales in comparison because um, Valve, you know, they have tools that make it right. very easy to mod stuff and make their own creations a million times better. So I don't love like, it. Good old modding community. It's really I mean, that's part of the allure, especially of PC games to me. I mean, it's just cool to have, like, you know, you can do that a little bit with consoles, but, like, not really. Yeah. So, to kind of bring this uh, bring this back, I want to make sure Fro had some airtime there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry there, bud. Uh, so this on the camera, bro. I'm just looking pretty for YouTube. There you go. So, this song is my Fall Out Boy. 
from from under the cork tree and it's called our lawyer made us change the name of this song so we wouldn't get sued the song was originally called according to the follow boy wiki it was originally called my name is david ruffin and these are the temptations oh okay and their lawyers literally the band's management and their lawyer their legal team got afraid and told them to change the name of it because they thought that uh, the Ruffin Estate would sue them for dropping his name in the song title. That's fair. They could have reached out and asked. It's like, true. yo, hey, we're going to make this song. It's going to title this. Like, you cool with that? I almost feel like it'd be like one of those situations like they knew they would say no, so they were just going to do it anyway. And then their response to it was just calling it out in the song title. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Not a bad album. You know what you should do? You know what I think people... Now, obviously, if you're doing like a like a band theme night, that's great. Do a night where you just play like from under the cork tree start to finish. So we haven't done a full album yet. And uh, that's something I think we're going to consider for when we do Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. I think we're going to do Tell All Your Friends in Full. Fuck yeah. Uh, there we go. I, I feel like I'm letting all our secrets out. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just want... I just want to talk about it. I want to tell you. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think that's what we're considering is, you know, the the first uh, tribute set we did was was Taken Back Sunday, but we just did a mix. And I think this time around, uh, we we will probably do a, you know, full album. Um, probably tell all your friends. Because, I mean, that was the most important one to us. Sure. Uh, that was kind of like, what, high school or like mid early to mid high school, I want to say. Yeah. When that came out. And I think a lot of the people attending are going to know almost every song on that album. Right. They, they might not know like the blue channel or if you pull out like the ballad of Salville Nueva, then they're not going to, they might not know that. Exactly. But. That's, that's like the, the one that's kind of front to back with, sure. with taking back Sunday. So, you know, I, I would definitely go to that. Cause like I've seen taking back Sunday play through that album like three times now. And I'm sick of it. I want to see another band play through that album. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I can guarantee you we're going to do a better job than that. <laughs> See, um, they were good. So I went to the uh, 10 year anniversary tour for that album and they played it front to back. They played uh, the B sides as well. So they played Your Own Disaster and the Ballad of Sal Villanueva. And then when I went to that 20th anniversary tour that you went to as well. Yeah, I was there. They began both nights with Tell All Your Friends. So the first night I went, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I love to tell all your friends. I'm going to see them play all the way through, and then they're going to play one of their albums. Second night I was there, I tried to time it so I'd miss tell all your friends, and I walked in just as they were starting to play. I'm like, I have to fucking sit through this album again. Are you kidding me? Like, imagine being inconvenienced by a band that you paid money to go see. <laughs> yeah. Um, we that was that was a really fun show for me and my cover band because most of us actually like all got an airbnb and like spent the whole night in boston so that was a really cool like bonding night for us um that was we had a blast we had a blast at that uh that show i think we did we go to both nights yeah we did go to both nights um i feel like the second night i was i don't know maybe too drunk to remember all of it I don't remember. So here's here's one that I think uh, people attending would go apeshit over if you. And I got to mention why I love Spotify for this exact reason. But you're playing through Tell All Your Friends, yeah. right? Yep. And you get up to a certain song. But instead of playing that song. 
you play this instead? Oh my god, dude. We cover this. Nice. We cover this. I wanted to ask about brand new and what you're doing with brand new. So, yeah, we... Uh, I think I might have brought this up on on the last the last time I was here, but we we actually have a full brand new set. We were planning on doing a full brand new set, but nice. all those allegations came out uh, about him about two weeks before we were going to do that set. So on the fly, we had to switch our set entirely, and uh, we had. I think literally two practices to just come up with an entirely different set for that show. Yeah. And it's a really, it's a big bummer for us because me personally, I, I liked brand new, at least at the time I liked brand news music more. Um, so, um, I still love brand new. I don't care. I I I love them too. And you know, there's more, there's more people in the band than that one guy, you know, who, who did what he did. And, And also he didn't kill anybody. He didn't rape anybody. He just did some really stupid shit. He did some stupid shit. I'm not going to say, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, good what he did, but, uh, fro for context, the front man of uh, brand new, uh, got called out literally in the height of the me too movement. Like when everyone was getting, uh, uh, singled out for things, someone brought up the front man and then a bunch of people came out and made allegations and, uh, he did the worst thing I think he could possibly do, which was uh, admit to all of it. He did, yeah. Um, so uh, I think the biggest thing that he was accused of and he admitted to was grooming a girl who was under eighteen. So he that was like, messed up. he was like talking to a girl who was sixteen or whatever, and like was uh, a lot of unpleasant form- things. Yeah, yeah, formulating a relationship that he probably shouldn't have while she was underage Mm -hmm. and then he waited till she was 18 and i believe they had some type of relations after that if i'm not mistaken so you have to be a really really rich person or a politician to get away with that well i don't think he's rich is he rich i'm sure he makes decent money but i don't know if he's rich that's why i didn't get away with it that's what i'm saying you need to be you know you can't just i pulled this audio (laughs) just in case we had nothing to talk about but actor paul sorvino passed away yesterday very good actor paul sorvino the 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 mobster actors are dropping like flies man yet someone else from goodfellas those movies came out a little while ago now and they were all fairly like up there in age when they you know were acting in those too i mean you wanted like senior mobsters not none of these yeah whippersnappers running around sorvino was i mean he was in his 80s when he passed away so anyway uh he had this to say in 2018 about harvey weinstein just because we're talking about it and i I pulled this uh last night (laughs) the the reality is that um anyone who takes advantage of women should be publicly strangled and i'll i'll uh i'll i'll volunteer (laughs) it took him a second to get that out he was like uh i'll kill them myself (laughs) how do like how do i phrase this like without incriminating myself but it's okay because he he was in goodfellas yeah yeah he was he was acting there yes yeah he was in character when he was not slicing onions using a razor blade (laughs) um yeah so when I searched, so I went to Spotify and I searched, uh, I literally all I typed in was the word 70 and the first two results come up 70 times seven. And then there's no I in team. Cool. So that's very cool for the uninitiated fro. <laughs> Just assume I don't know. No music. Yeah. I don't actually know. What yeah. About. He, he has no idea. <laughs> so brand new there. This one came out first chronologically, uh, brand new released a song called 70 times seven and, um, taking back Sunday, a year later released a song called there's no I in team and both songs 
contain uh, breakdowns that feature the same sets of lyrics. It's true. Because there was an issue involving a girl between members of both bands, and this was sort of their way of like fighting by uh, putting the same lyrics in, in both songs. Yeah. Uh, so is that what you call a getaway? Yep. Right? Yep. So in, in the, so the brand new version, so when brand new does it, they, they, Jesse actually sings it. And there's no I in team. There's a cacophony going on. But yeah. you can hear Neil Rubenstein, who is there, I think their tour manager, screaming that entire part with John Nolan. You, yeah. you really have to be listening to hear it. But effectively, it's... Um, the same lyrics between both songs and uh, they've made, they, you know, they made up and then they actually toured together in 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when uh, both bands would like, I think like every other night, depending on like, cause I think they traded off who was headlining. Yeah. And depending on who it was, was playing the song members from the other band would come out and perform it with them. It was, yeah. it was a nice little touch. Yeah. It's so. pretty cool. And we, uh, one of the things we've considered is doing like a, a taking back Sunday versus brand new. Where nice. We, where we like do a night and kind of trade off. Um, and of course those songs would, would be back to back, I would think. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you, you want to get really obscure here and then I, I want to take a break real quick. Um, uh, but, and I'm sure there's, there's gotta be some people to be really into this because the amount of Radiohead fans out there is surprising. And the ones who are in Radiohead stuff. Okay. I, I guess this is the thing you do. Okay. Computer. And then, um, in rainbows, I yeah. believe if you play like, the first track of OK Computer and then the first track of In Rainbows, second track of OK Computer, second of In Rainbows, like in that order, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it forms a cohesive mega album. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, that's it's somebody like, and that radio is just sort of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we break, I do want to mention the other band. Um, okay. So there's there's one more band playing. Um, the, uh, the band is called Louder Louder. And uh, they are doing an all-time low set. Nice. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not sure how familiar you are with all-time low. Yeah. Um, that's a, it, is that Alex Gaskarth that's in that band? Ooh, I don't know the names of any of the guys in the band. Okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Never it, mind. So those guys are really tight. They've played with us uh, uh, before. Uh, I want to say twice now. And um, they, it was really funny because they were like, yes, we absolutely want to do this for you. But what band should we cover? And I was like, wow, that's a really tough question. And the first thing they said to us was uh, census fail. And that was a little tough for us because a, we did like a partial tribute set of theirs once before. And it was like our second emo night ever. And it bombed. Like nobody came, nobody cared. So we we told them no (laughs) as politely as possible. (laughs) And uh, so they asked us what else we should do. And it was, it was between newfound glory and all time low. And I really would have liked either. Um, Personally me, I love newfound glory. Um, But we wound up going with all time low because I think they're a little bit of a bigger, bigger band. So better draw, best emo night ever so that's that's the last piece i wanted to add to that well we can talk more about this coming up and i do have some music trivia for you related to all time low and senses fail but we call this a big market tease and i'll have it for you coming up after this stick around this podcast is hardly focused dissecting the news one tangent at a time Hear more at hardlyfocus.com. Good luck. 
This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. Hey, we're Hardly Focused with Chris Roman, Adam Clegg, Jack Gill. You can get to hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Uh, just search for Hardly Focused. Uh, don't you know this band just sucks nowadays? Uh, this is the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh. Back when they were a punk band. Wow. And uh, now they are uh, <laughs> nothing like that. I hardly recognize them. Oh, yeah. I love playing old Goo Goo Dolls for people and then telling them it's the Goo Goo Dolls because <laughs> then their response is always like, you suck. Why did you play this for me? I liked what I was hearing until you told me this. <laughs> so. That's a, that's what happens. And I hope if, if uh, music ever takes off for you and you become a superstar, uh, don't let the money get to your head. Well, I can assure you uh, I'm about to be 35. I feel like that ship has probably <laughs> sailed at this point. Um, I mean, never say never, but I, I don't think, uh, I think IT is the way it's going to be. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. Uh, you ever heard Charles Bradley? No. Okay. So he was, uh, he was this African-American singer with like, this dude had pipes and his career. He wasn't, he was in his fifties when his career took off. Wow. Uh, unfortunately short lived because then he, he had cancer. Sadly, he passed away, but not before releasing some like bangers. And it was just like he would release like soul albums. But the two things that he was like really well known for where sort of his reach kind of um, expanded to all different uh, audiences. OK, he did uh, a collaboration with a, a project called uh, Mr. Jukes, which I believe is a member from Vampire Weekend. Okay, and the song was called Grant Green, and it's it's very it's a very good song. And then uh, Charles Bradley himself did a cover of Changes by Black Sabbath. Okay, and that song will make you fucking cry. Oh, that is a song that you'll listen to when you're going through a divorce. But it, it's like, remember when uh, Johnny Cash covered Nine Inch Nails? I do. Yeah, it's like that. It's taking someone else's song and making it their own and. To the point where, like, I don't think now Trent Reznor just straight up came out and said, like, yeah, the song isn't mine anymore. It's Johnny Cash's song. I don't think Black Sabbath ever turned over, you know, uh, unofficial ownership of their song to Charles Bradley. But Charles yeah. Bradley definitely, like, made that song his. So uh, uh, you never know. He was in his 50s when he took off. So there's hope for you. OK, I guess I'll keep at it then. Keep that. That's why we're still here. Yeah, yeah I guess still, that makes sense, we're, right? We're, we're still doing it. Now, here's the thing. It goes back to what I just said about money. Don't let the money get to your head. Okay, yeah. Because one, once it becomes about money, then it stops being fun. Right. Yeah, we were actually before the show, we were kind of talking about that and how like I have all these things that I really enjoy doing, but you know, some of them are kind of like jobs. Even like music, you know, it's a labor of love. And sure. sometimes it does feel like a job. You're doing stuff you don't necessarily want to do. So mm -hmm. if we had like a if this podcast had a program director and we were making money and they were they were listening to us to be like, you got to talk about stuff that's uh, for, for the for the demo. You got to talk about the news. You got to talk about like, no, dude, we want to talk about brand new versus taking back Sunday. And yeah, which era of Fallout Boy is better? Like these are relevant what, topics. Yeah. So 
Um, I do want to talk to you more about music. Uh, okay. And your projects as well. But uh, Fro, hypothetical question. Yes. Say you're uh, in a cover band. What would you cover? Say, say that one more time. I literally didn't hear you. I'm say, in a cover band and what? Sorry, I probably slurred. <laughs> say you're in a cover band. What would you cover? What would I? Oh, gosh. I mean... Tell him what you told me uh, off the uh, off the record. Oh here. gosh, yeah, um, <laughs> straight up Tony Hawk. We're just gonna do the whole thing. Fuck yeah, dude. Which which one? Which game? All three. Okay. I mean, there's just more than cover three. All Tony Hawk. The three songs. big ones. <laughs> Great idea. He was like, you, you ever think about doing that? I was like, you're not the first person who's ever to ask me that, but that's amazing. That's an amazing idea. I mean, we would need more instrumentalists. You'd need horns and synthesizers and other stuff to get it all done. But yeah. Listen, uh, the second this kicks in, uh, I I will be all over that. Where is it? It's playing in my. Are you kidding? Spotify says this is playing in my bedroom right now. <laughs> we'll get it out of there. Get it in here. Let's go to the bedroom. Oh, CKY, CKY, baby. Yeah, this is on the third. Uh, the third soundtrack. I was yep, going to say, this has got to be three. It was. Yeah. It's probably the one I know the least. I, I played a bunch of three. I just, the, the soundtrack didn't quite stick. Yeah, that I, I agree. It has some great songs on there. Yeah, definitely. I learned, I discovered a lot of great bands. I think that was the first time I ever heard Motorhead, mm. Ace of Spades. Um, there's a great AFI song on there. Uh, I forget which one it was. It's a, it's a faster song. Okay. Um, it's not God Woke Up sick or god called in sick day i can't remember which one it is um but then there's cky on there as well but one and two really had the best soundtracks you know i feel like it's probably because we had developed musical tastes by the time three came out and music was more of its own thing whereas video games was kind of our life back then sure <laughs> you know um, uh so, so have you paid attention at all to the new stranger things season I want to get back into it. I've seen the first season and a little bit, maybe the first two episodes of the second season. Okay. But um, I had gone through a breakup like right around that time. So it was a, it was a show that me and my ex-girlfriend had watched. Ah, so it was, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to shed this. I don't, I don't need this, but it turns out it was a good show. So or it is still a good show. So I thought that I'd paused. Uh, it was the boy who destroyed the world, by the way, by AFI. Cause ah. it has this amazing drum intro. Yeah. So, uh, people are posting memes from the most recent season of Stranger Things because one of the characters um, who's introduced in this season uh, starts playing uh, Metallica, takes out his guitar and starts playing Metallica to yep. to battle the um, uh, the beasts in the Upside Down. Yeah. So, of course, now there's a whole new generation of of the young people who have the discovered. Kids. Kate Bush uh, with running up that hill, but now they're also discovering Metallica too. And there's a meme going around where people are like, look, don't fault kids for discovering Metallica through Stranger Things because everyone knows we all discovered music through Tony Hawk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's 100% true. That's totally fine. Um, the thing is, is I, I feel like in some respects, Metallica is overrated. And I, I love what they've done for metal music because metal is near and dear to my heart. But um, I think they get a little too much credit. Oh, of course. They were huge. That was the thing. They were like the headliner for the huge concerts back then. Yeah. 
And they had a lot of good runs up to the Black Album. <laughs> well, they sold out. I mean, that was it. They sold out. The Black Album was their, like, with the Goo Goo Dolls. They yeah. found out what, what worked, what, what commercially worked and made the money, and they stuck with that. Yeah, they've definitely they, reinvented the sound they a, a few some, times. They pulled some kind of douchey moves, too. I mean, they, they sued. I mean, the whole suing or Napster thing, yeah, okay, whatever. But, uh, you know, didn't they also, like, buy up the rights to, uh, was it One? That whole, uh, like, the whole franchise. They came up with that song, One, you know, about the dude that got all of his limbs blown off and couldn't see or anything, just wanted to die, blah, blah, blah. I don't know about this. Yeah, I'm not, fa- I'm not no? familiar well, with that. It, so I only know this because of English class, actually, back in high school, because... Um, oh, it's got to be true. Uh, shoot, what was our English teacher in, like, 10th Ros- grade, Jack? Rossetti? No, not Rossetti, before Rossetti. Lambert? No, not Lambert. Miller? She was... Uh, no, she was kind of, like, her own, like, crazy, crazy lady. It was a female? She had, like... Yeah, she had, like, a bajillion bumper stickers on the back of her. Say, oh, Quint- Peckett. Peckett, yes. Yeah. So she, she had mentioned that... That lady was on paint, dude. She was. She took, that's why I said crazy lady. But she mentioned she how she really liked the book one. Yeah. And she wanted to show us the movie, but she couldn't show us the movie because Metallica had bought up all the rights and were charging like an obscene like two hundred dollars to buy the movie or something like that. And she's like, I don't, I don't have that kind of money for your class. Sorry. That yeah. woman was a real life Dale Gribble. <laughs> I don't know who that is. King of the Hill. Do you watch King of the Hill? Uh, I'm somewhat okay. familiar. Yeah, all right. She's like Dale Grill. Like you watch which King character? Sha Pocket Sand. Uh, with the 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 mirrored sunglasses and the orange Mack truck hat, and he's just a conspiracy theorist. Oh, okay. The yeah. pest control guy. Yeah. Uh, she was. Uh, I mean, I liked her. She was one of my favorite teachers. But that was knowing that she was uh, definitely a few fry short of a six pack. Yep. So, uh, and then Metallica a few years later uh, graced us with this wonderful sound. Drumming on a trash can. <laughs> Banging on a street light. All you gotta do <laughs> is take the snares off of the drum, and that's what the drum on St. Anger sounds like. I'm gonna sue you for sharing music. <laughs> there's uh there's some uh copies of St. Anger floating around on YouTube with the uh the snare completely replaced. Oh my god! People have gone through painstaking efforts to replace the sound of the yeah. snare. Yeah, honestly, so it's, it it's a decent good. album once you get past the you know if you get the the one with like a snare sample. Sure, it's a decent album. I, I, I'm not in love with it, but that album is just it's a mess because uh, when they were recording it, one they didn't have a bassist. Newstead had just quit. Oh right, okay. So Bob Rock was the producer on the album. He played bass on it, and then uh, Hetfield was in rehab. And that's right. He legally could only work on the album between the hours of like 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. Whoa. So okay. so it, it was just it was a disjointed mess, but they also hadn't released anything in uh, several years up to that point. So and, you know, those recording contracts, you got quotas to fill. That's right. So oh, but then we got uh, uh, Death of Magnetic a few years later and they redeemed themselves. That was a good album. So, uh, uh, but St. <laughs> <Saint> Anger <laughs> exists. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. I want to fact check myself on that one thing. Do it. You won't <laughs> do, do it. it. Yeah. Uh, it may not be true. But you know, I remember it from English class, so. Do you know Jason Newstead uh, was in the news recently for blowing the cover on something that uh, wasn't ready to be blown? No. 
Tell Van, me more. Van Halen tribute concert. Ooh. Featuring Alex Van Halen. Okay. Joe Satriani. Oh. Jason Newstead. Wolfgang Van Halen. And then uh, the, as far as who would be singing, up in the air. We didn't get that far because uh, a certain former member of Van Halen uh, was not on board and put the uh, put the uh, pump the brakes on it well before things got off the ground. Hopping and bopping and popping, baby, with the boss bed for the top of the pop smash gold with the timely tunes for those with a textured taste. Shut up, Dave. No time to waste. <laughs> So uh, Newstead was doing an interview and he said that this thing was going to happen, but then it didn't. Uh, and then Wolfgang did a follow up uh, an interview of his own recently with Rolling Stone and uh, said that it never got off the ground. It was in the early planning stages and he wouldn't he wouldn't name specifically who he just said, like, if you've been following the history of Van Halen, you know who would be a pain in the ass about this and shoot it down before it got off the ground. And yeah. it was very obviously David Lee Roth. So uh, but Newstead almost we almost got a Van Halen tribute concert. Featuring Jason it. Newstead. So, uh, Fro? Oh, I fact checked myself. It okay. was, um, so because their music video had um, scenes from the 1971 anti war film, anti war film, Johnny Got His Gun. And because they had to pay royalty fees to continue showing the music video, Metallica bought the rights to the film. <laughs> Jesus. So rather than continue paying royalties. And that was the, Johnny Got His Gun was what our English teacher wanted to show us. Okay. I see. That sounds like such a convoluted workaround. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, fuck it. We'll buy the whole thing. <laughs> we'll do it live. Do you remember when Stephen King got hit by a car? Yeah. And then he bought the car that, that hit him so he could destroy it. Mike Graham <laughs> still says he has not written a good book since he got hit by the car. I mean, Family that, Guy. That made, was like his big thing. Remember Family Guy made fun of this when he like just picked up a pen and was pretending to stab his publicist? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> when can I expect it? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Adam. Yes. Um, so we talked about uh, covering specific bands and then albums um, and so, sort of like the things that you you wanted to do. Is there anything else, any other band that you would love to do just a whole night dedicated to or a whole album dedicated to that is uh, a really tough question to answer um i when i joined the cover band i was not like all about pop punk and emo um so it, it's something i've definitely come to enjoy a lot more because of the band um but one of the bands that uh i actually already mentioned um and that i would love to do is newfound glory just because it's one of those bands that i had listened to throughout um before i joined the cover band um they they kind of have some roots in like hardcore music and it's just something that uh i just really enjoyed um even you know back in like you know 2000 when their self-titled came out or or it was re-released um so yeah that that's a band that i i really like um let's see uh what else i don't i don't want to leave you hanging um 
there's some bands that just don't have enough material. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Good bands, but they didn't have like a lot of hit singles. Exactly. Like, um, I feel like Hawthorne Heights would probably be a tough one just because they don't have enough great songs. Sure. But they put on a surprisingly good show. Oh, yeah. I've seen them live a couple times. I I saw them open for uh, Newfound Glory, actually. Nice. And they they were playing songs that I completely forgot were by Hawthorne Heights. That have always just been perpetually stuck in my head. Yeah. And they start like they started playing Nikki FM. Mm-hmm. And I just I kept saying out loud, that's who did this song. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> ah, you're a bunch of chaps. All right. There we go. <laughs> Outside of my window with my radio. That's funny. Um, another one that comes to mind. So um, we do we do cover probably two or three of their songs, but they're kind of on the fringe of like pop punk and emo. So it's really tough for us to do it. Um, the band Thursday. Oh God, that is that's got to be polarizing because they really only have like a couple songs that people are really into. So I would say there's two albums that we could probably pull from that people would actually know. Um, there's uh, uh, War All the Time, mm-hmm. and the one before it, which is Escaping Me, that has like Cross Out the Eyes. Uh, okay. What's the name of that one? Uh, uh, there, uh, so there's two Thursday songs that I know. There's Understanding and a Car Crash. And yep. then there's a cover that they did for Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, I believe. Oh, all right. Because Tony Hawk's American Wasteland came with a companion soundtrack. Was Skateland? Skateland was the DS yes, version. That's, I had that one, yeah. Uh, Wasteland was the console version. And right. it came with a companion album of then modern bands covering... Um, punk bands from the day and they did a very very good cover thursday did a very good cover of buzzcocks ever fallen in love okay uh and you're thinking of full collapse full collapse yes full collapse um so we could pull from those and you know maybe we could squeeze 10 songs out of it but you know i feel like a good five of those songs not enough people would know right yeah thursday it's it's sort of a niche audience like you gotta be in the thursday if you're right. not in the thursday then you're not gonna you're you're gonna know maybe just like a song that showed up on a compilation exactly. of you know the top songs of 2003 <laughs> yep. you know because jeff rickley's got a he's got a voice that you really it's an acquired taste absolutely yep um uh have you heard of a band called no devotion no devotion i'm not familiar with that have you heard of a band called lost prophets oh yes and uh the controversy surrounding that band yeah that psychopath of a lead singer yeah that guy's fucked up so uh for a well before the me too movement the uh this band lost profits from um from wales in the uk uh they you know they had a couple songs in the mid-2000s that were good that showed yeah. up i know one of them was on uh one of the various guitar hero soundtracks uh but the singer turns out that he was a like violent rapist oh yeah and we're talking like infants yeah, Yeesh, like newborn babies. God. Dude's fucked. Dude's d- is, yeah. Um dude's yeah. rotten in jail right now. Yeah, yeah. But. He was he was like conspiring with the woman with the baby's mother to like raise this thing as like a sex slave for him. What? Dude, that's like a the, Joseph Fritzel move. Like, dude, the mom right? the mom was into it. That's fucked. So like I just don't get that. It's like, wait a minute. That's so fucked. It what did they have a relationship? Like you know what I mean? Like, were they boyfriend and girlfriend? Were they like, you know, doing the sex thing? And then she was like, "Yeah, you can fuck my baby too." Like, that's kind of like, how does that? How do you even? I don't. How do you even approach the conversation? That's what I mean. Like, how, Honey, what I is need wrong to sit with down you, for dude? A second. 
Like, I got a proposition for you. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this? We make a baby and then I fuck it. That's it, terrible. God, at least, <laughs> at least Fritzl had like a story and elaborate fucking setup behind him. Dude had like a basement dungeon. I feel like you're going to have to cut this piece from the... Uh... <laughs> Adam's talking about fucking babies and we cannot put that on the, on the show. And well, anyway, I bring them up because the rest of Lost Profits were innocent and they got fucked by it. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. And uh, no pun intended. They got literally screwed over by Ian Watkins' actions. So Jeff Rickley, what a, bl- what a bloke. He teams up with the... Remaining members of Lost Prophets, and they form a project called No Devotion. Oh, okay. And uh, they just released their second album. Their first one came out years ago. So there's been a, a long time between their two albums. And since then, a lot of the members have dropped off. So it's just a couple of Lost Prophets members remaining. But it was Jeff Rickley like, stepping in saying, and I'm not 100% sure if this is the case, but Jeff Rickley stepping in and saying, y'all guys got fucked. Let yeah. me help you out. Yep. And uh, now it doesn't sound anything like Thursday. It doesn't sound like Lost Profits. Yeah. But it was nice to hear that they were able to pick up and move on. Yep. And even their um, stuff that they just put out now sounds pretty good. So they were supposed to play a show in Boston within the last couple of weeks. And uh, I think Jeff Rickley got COVID. So they had to cancel uh, the show. Yeah. But are are you uh, are you familiar with a metal band known as As I Lay Dying? Oh, yeah. Uh, Are you familiar with what happened with the singer? No. So he he like conspired to kill his wife. He like um he was talking to what he thought was a hitman and it was actually a police officer undercover. <laughs> so he went Jesus to jail. Christ. Oh, okay. He went to jail for a few years um because he wanted to kill his wife and the the rest of the band, you know, went on to uh, I think they did one or two albums just completely without him. Um, I forget the name of the band, um, but it didn't do all that great. Right. And uh, then they then they reformed after he got out of uh, out of jail. And the funny part about this is, I actually have some connections to him, and I I actually just saw his band play uh, at um, the Webster Theater backstage passes i met the guy like everything oh nice yeah it, it, it was a little strange because uh don't ask him if he has any connections because like he could <laughs> screw you oh yeah no i was very polite this guy <laughs> this guy is also jacked he's huge like he all three of us we would not be able to take him if you had said tim lambesis i would have known who you talked about would have made sorry a connection yeah to, yeah as I dying. so yeah uh i met him i met him for the first time uh like two weeks ago um and it's weird because um, I was really into like that type of type of music metalcore uh, when uh, a couple of their biggest albums came out. So it, it was strange because I'm like, oh my god, like this guy's should be a killer. Uh, but also, he made some albums that were really important to me back in like the early two sure. thousands. So and he was only in jail for three years. Yeah, didn't actually do the killing. Yeah, he didn't, right. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> yeah. kill her. Um, it's pretty messed up though. I mean, yeah, dude, it is just get up. a divorce. Don't. He got to like off people. Uh, yeah, I think they were. Uh, I think they were already divorced, and he, so this guy just couldn't let it go. I think, no, I think the baby mom was like making his life tough, and he was like, you know what? I just want her gone. I think that's like an actual quote. Damn, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was strange. And I met him uh, like two weeks ago. <laughs> nice. Well, as lo- as long as he didn't try to kill you, that's I guess what counts. Yeah, I made that's it. Important. I made it out. Me and uh, me and my guitarist in the cover band actually. Nice. Uh, we were talking about uh, 
I guess like super groups collaborations uh, and I, I teased this earlier. So we were talking about all time low and oh, right. uh, Alex Gasgarth is the front man of all time low. Okay. And he is in a project with Mark Hoppus called okay. simple creatures. I'm not familiar. It's okay. It's uh, it, it's different. It's it don't like kind of like no devotion. Don't go into it expecting it to sound like blank nor all time low. Right. Mark uh, started doing it. I think, uh, I think it, it was born out of frustration of Tom DeLong putzing around before he was finally kicked out of Blink-182. Right. So, uh, but we got a couple albums out of that. It's not bad. And then you mentioned Census Fail. Yes. And Buddy Nielsen from Census Fail. Singer. Uh, the singer, yes. He teamed up with the remaining members of Finch. Because wow. Finch's front man is a total flake. And like constantly quits the band all the time and pisses off the rest of the band. So the rest of Finch grouped up with Buddy and they created a project. And I think it's called it's like a fucking Fallout Boy uh, song title. It's a super long name. I think it's called Speak Low If You Speak Love. Okay. But it sounds like Finch. That's that's really interesting because um, you remember I told you we did like half a set of Census Fail yeah. uh, and it bombed. The other half of the set was Finch. So okay. we did a we did a census fail Finch set for our second ever tribute, and I think I told you we had only done it that once before. But sure, we we don't actually talk about that one. <laughs> um, I guess now we, I do, but uh, yeah, that one other one that we did was half census fail, half Finch. So it's really interesting. That's so funny because now there's like it's a literally a group. It's, yeah, where it's both of them. That's all. Okay, so my mistake. Speak low if you speak love is a song by My American Heart. I think it's called. Speak the truth, dot, 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 even if your voice shakes. That's not a good band name. No, it's not. It's fucking. No, <laughs> but it sounds so the one song I actually know by them. You can tell it's Finch at the very end because the guitarist, um, I think it's R. He goes by R2K starts pretty much playing the end to Ender. Okay. He starts doing like the same little guitar riff and I'm like Finch. This fucking that guy. was it. That's there it is. That's why I like this. You got to put there's got to be some degree of familiarity in it, right? That's sort of like the the issue when you have like a super group. Uh, uh, when you take like two two bands or three bands, and you put them all together. There's got to be some degree of like there's some elements of those bands that need to be mixed in. So there's familiarity. Why do you think that to keep the fans engaged? You don't want to alienate the fans. Okay. So you think that like they they want a super group to just be pieces of what that like where they come from? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that is if if you want to see them be successful and it, it kind of sucks to say because it kind of goes back to what we were talking about about don't let the money define uh, dictate. Right. But at the same time, like think of like Audio Slave, for example. Sure. You're listening to Audio Slave. Yeah, it's obvious it's the members of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, that's the whole backing band for Rage Against the Machine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's you swapped out Zach with uh, with Chris Cornell, yep. but then uh, you got Prophets of Rage, for example, which it's now it's the it's Rage Against the Machine, but you got Chuck D on, right. on vocals. Yep. Um, but kind of thinking of like now, obviously you haven't heard them, obviously, but like Simple Creatures, like I was saying, it doesn't sound like Blink. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like all time low. You can recognize the voices, but if you're going into it expecting it to be Blink One Eighty Two and or All Time Low, you're going to be disappointed. Okay. So, 
That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. I feel like if you if you just have that, there should be just some elements of your your project in there. Just so, you, so there's that hook that reels you in. So I'm I'm not sure that I agree with you, but I will say that uh, that is probably why a lot of supergroups don't do that well. Mm-hmm. Is your exact sentiment is that people are looking for pieces of you know whatever groups that those band members come from they kind of want like an amalgamation of all of those sounds into one thing sure where uh where it's obvious that they're coming from that that other band uh velvet revolver yeah and scott wyland saw and scotland's gonna sound like scott wyland no matter what but right. guns and roses like yep. their stuff all sounded like guns and roses yep so that's that's uh, uh another example that comes to mind i i could list off some super groups that you probably don't know anything about so okay. I, I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that but uh one one band that is a super group that um i really enjoy is a band called the damned things oh my god i love the damn things you love them yeah okay cool i'm but, glad i'm glad you know who they are because i was i was worried that you might not and you know it's you know so that's one of those ones where you can kind of hear the projects that they're coming from a little bit yeah but then there are two members of that band that are pretty much the the leash has been taken off yeah so for you might you might be into them damn things is uh scott ian from anthrax yep. all right um and then uh now this guy certified douchebag but keith buckley from every time i die yeah that's and, my favorite band by the way i like every time i die but there's like if you've read any stuff about like what's happened recently yeah. with, with keith buckley he's he just he's not a good person he's he's lost his mind yeah um I, I think he needs to get help i think that's really what it is is someone suffering from mental illness yeah. that really needs to find some help because his brother's in that band right correct yeah it sucks yeah uh so anyway it's scott ian uh keith buckley and then the rhythm guitarist and drummer are from fallout boy fallout boy yeah. and it's they they are pretty much they're they're not playing fallout boy music it's because you can tell they they come from metal backgrounds yep and they're playing metal music and it is fucking great yeah it's a lot of fun it's uh there's really not a ton of screaming um so it's like i, I would call it a little bit more rock and roll than than metal right right it's, um, it's very melodic yeah yeah uh it's a good time um there's both another- of their albums are great Rob Caggiano from uh, uh, Anthrax is also in it, but he's not part of the project anymore because he joined Volbeat. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Shit, man. I want to keep talking about music, but we got to wrap this up. Okay. Um, so I got one more thing to add. Okay. When you all are saying supergroups, <laughs> I'm just imagining like six guitarists, like four vocalists, like four drummers, <laughs> like six bases <laughs> all on the stage, just like going at all at the same time. And it's just like this garbled mess. Look, don't, uh, uh, I won't discourage the thought and here's why there have been, and you can, you can find videos of this, of, uh, there, there's like musicians that come together that do covers. They, 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 I know they did it with Foo Fighters because Scott Ian was involved in it, but it was like every guitarist from every band and every drummer and they all got together literally in a field. Oh Yeah. To do Everlong, right? I think, yeah. I guess it was Everlong. Yeah. But it was it was like a hundred different musicians, and it was exactly what you were just saying. It's like, listen, I'll play the snare. You play the kick. <laughs> we 
Like one guy is just <laughs> this guy's on cymbals. This guy's on hi hat. <laughs> we'll just see what we can do. But <laughs> look, it worked. It absolutely worked. It sounded great. All right, uh, that will do it uh, for this episode of Hardly Focused. Appreciate you guys both being here in person. Yeah, man. It was a blast. Oh, absolutely. Love yes. to do it again sometime. Adam, thank you very much, not only for being here for Coast in the episode, but also uh, doing the imaging, the voice parts for the show. As always, um, uh, uh, super appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. My and pleasure, man. Fro, thank you for being here. Of course. I love doing that part where I sit on the couch. <laughs> you had it easy. Yeah. <laughs> But Good hanging out with you guys. Me. Thank you for being here. Seriously, it's, it's always a treat to have you actually here in person doing the thing. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we can all do this again sometime soon. Uh, for the you rest, beep me. Call you, beep you if I want to reach you. Yeah, just hit me on my beeper. Prepaid wire- wireless <laughs> in my A style. All right. Uh, for the rest of you, thank you for listening. We'll talk at you next time. See you. Bye. Goodbye. may not have happened.